1: A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. So it's Pride Month and we are celebrating LGBTQ plus sports with a friend of mine. Please welcome Ryan Atkin. Hi. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs> so Ryan's more of a non-gay, really, but he's a gay. Non-gay gay, straight gay. <laughs> Would you identify as a sort of... Well, it's problematic to he say is. straight acting, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know if you can say that anymore. No, you can't. But I suppose in old tongue would you have identified as that in old tongue yeah so sort of straight <laughs> acting but a bit gay so gay but non gay we had this conversation in gran canaria i know yeah we went to gran canaria together how was that uh it was interesting <laughs>
0: obviously i listened to the
1: podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were there i told you the story of the guy that came up to us with his finger after we played oh it, yeah yeah after yeah. we put it inside a guy yeah. that was uh, that was ryan was so. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you it wasn't it wasn't it, it was a friend Ryan is the first openly gay FA referee, and at the time he came out, the only gay man in British professional football. So today, obviously, we're going to talk about Jake Daniels and loads more. Let's get into it. Welcome to A Gay and A Non-Gay.
0: Welcome to A Gay and A a a Non-Gay. This is referee Ryan Atkin. He's been a match official, refereeing matches and running the line since 1999. Making big decisions on the field is all part of his everyday life, but he's decided to talk about things off the field for the first time by talking about his sexuality. Now is the time for people to stand up uh, and be who they want to be. I've been gay since I was 21, but actually accepting it is something quite difficult, especially within the world of football.
1: Five years ago when you were like, right, I'm going to come out and you were an FA referee. How did that feel? Was that scary? Because obviously as the referee, I don't know much about football as we'll find out very quickly. Referees like tell people what to do. They're sort of in charge of the game, right? And so you've got all these fans and they boo you anyway and they all shout the referees a wanker. (laughs) So coming out must have been
0: scary, no? Yeah, it was something that was on my mind about, you know, the fact that we do receive some harsh criticism and things, both in the press or at football. But I did wonder whether my sexuality would be used against me. Touch wood, it hasn't been which is, to be fair, credit to the fan base.
1: Right, so they didn't change the word wanker, they just kept it... Just kept it They didn't it change wanker. it to, like, a, a different slur. No. <laughs> That's lucky.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: Did you think, OK, we are going to pave a path very quickly, someone else, a player, is going gonna, is gonna to come out? Are you surprised it's taken five years, or is that what you sort of expected?
0: It's very, very hard. I think that was always the, the million-dollar question, was when was a player going to come out? You know, are there any gay players within, within football? And we have to remember, there are. You know, within the women's game, there are a lot of out individuals who play professional football, it's just that so many people were looking for this I don't want to say token but in a way it is that it's that token for somebody to come out and you know now we've got it. So yes it did take a while but uh you know I said it at the time it was going to be somebody who was coming through the academy system somebody that's young and the great thing is you know he's 17 years old he's got the rest of his playing career to go as an openly gay person and in in some aspects you couldn't have asked for a better not end to the story because it's not the end because it's great that someone's come out in football but then only the other day we saw in the press that potentially another player's going to come out and we had the black silhouette and you just think hang on a minute we've just got someone coming out and you 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 know you're still using that black silhouette in the in the press of potentially another person sorry what's the black silhouette so they obviously don't put a picture of the individual that potentially is coming out so it's like so they've said there's more people coming out potentially but it's that sort of it feels like that constant witch hunt of yeah we know that you know you know it sort of teeters on that edge and it's, it's such a shame when you've had so much positivity from the press you know, towards Jake, and then to publish a story like that sort of, you know, it goes back and forth all the time. I guess it's, it's
1: exciting, it's clickbait. People want there to be, a, yeah, you can look at it from both sides, right? But well, we want there to be loads of gay players, but I feel like that's not the intent of the press when they're doing that.
0: Jake Daniels' decision to come out today is, of course, a landmark occasion in his young life, but it is a seismic moment for English football too. It's been
1: such a long time of lying, um, and I've just... Processed and processed every day of just about how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And now I just do feel like I'm ready to be myself, be free, and just be confident with it all. Is there an element of that they are and tell me if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong that they may be slightly naive in thinking that they're not going to get a lot of abuse for it?
0: When you, I mean, to be fair, he's a, he's a very intelligent young man, and he's got some great support networks around him, and he has openly said in his in, you know in his press statement he knows he's going to get abuse you know and he's putting things in place to be able to manage that and obviously you know his club and his manager and you know the support team he's got around him will work very very hard to not necessarily shield him from it but make sure that that he's got that support there but i don't think you can unfortunately in sport come out publicly and not expect to face you know homophobia within within sport whether it be in person which is unlikely but actually more likely on social media apps and things which is very prevalent (laughs) there's still a lot of homophobia on the pitch too not necessarily from other players but
1: from fans and away fans in particular because they are always dragging the other team they would never use that language (laughs) but that's their job right as the away supporters they drag the home team and i know in brighton there's a lot of homophobic chants just thrown at the brighton team constantly
0: whoever (laughs) turns up so can we talk about that and what that might look like for jake i I wouldn't envisage it i honestly don't i don't think i would see fans having a chant for, for a gay player you'll see pockets or individuals who may use his sexuality against him if he's not playing well if he's in you know if he's in if he's playing poorly you know you will get idiots who you know have no brain cells who will use that homophobic you know language and and they are idiots so i'm quite happy to say that because they shouldn't be in sport and what is it that they say in brighton your boyfriend's at home or does your boyfriend know that you're here and things does yeah. your boyfriend know you're here yeah. i guess it's a joke is it harmful or is it meaningless it's banter um and banter is one of those difficult things in society that we're still struggling to get our heads around you know it's the bit of football where i think you've got to be careful that you don't censor too much because people will fight back and i think you've got to take people on the journey with you and i don't see certain banter being abusive and i think we have to think the whole of society has to find the right level and the right pitch as to what is acceptable and what's not acceptable yeah because it- <laughs> <I mean>, if <laughs> someone sang that at me i just laugh well this is it i think if,
1: if say someone sang that uh at- Jake, does your boyfriend know you're here? I mean, Are you just stand up and be like, well, well, yeah, they do. Yeah, like or it's not that funny. in the audience, <laughs> right? The exactly. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't seem that funny if it's actually true. And what you're saying is interesting. You're saying maybe it's forgivable because we're taking them on a journey. I
0: don't know if it's forgivable. I think it's we've got to we've got to expect people not to change overnight. And I think it is a gradual process. I think to expect people just to change immediately isn't going to happen. It's not the real world. You know, everybody thinks it's going to be a huge fix. It's not. Jake coming out is great. You know. It's a great bit of visibility within the game. But it doesn't solve the problem that we've still got. I think everybody thought it was going to be this tick box exercise. He's come out. The stakeholders, the governing bodies need to protect him now. They need to make sure the thing's in place. Not to just protect him, but they've been crying out for... A player to come out, he's now done it and so they're, they're going to have to make sure that they put their money where their mouth is when it comes to things like racism and homophobia in football and, and actually have key objectives and, and, and tangible outcomes of what we want to see. What do you want to see? I just want to see people play a great game of football <laughs> yeah. and not care who or what they are and that, that is the thing it, You know, it's the same for me, the fact that I'm a gay man does have no impact as me as a football referee. The only thing it does is it helps me be more authentic I can be myself on the football field, I can enjoy the game i can take a partner to football if i wanted to you know whereas beforehand you know you wouldn't consider those things and i think that's where we need to get to in sport where everybody's accepted whether it be a fan or whether it be on the football field and everybody enjoys sport and didn't jake score like three goals after coming out yeah you know and he says that he says about how happy he was but you know within sports a lot of people that come out they talk about that extra one percent of giving more and to be open and be free and not have to lie I don't know. You do get that extra buzz inside you, and you know, and that then transfers onto the football field. That transfers into how happy you are, and the happier you are, the better you are, and the better your day is. You know, it's in any job, you know, office or, or, or sport, if you're happy, you know, you're buzzing around. You, you, you know, if you're sad or, or you're hiding things, you know, the day drags on. You're not you're not your best. A
1: gay and a non-gay.
0: So when you're not refereeing, but you're
1: still a referee, and you're like in the bedroom, are you giving out yellow cards, red cards? Like, what's the deal? Well, this conversation's gone downhill very quickly. Hasn't <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: no i would sound versatile
1: okay great do you ever play with it like do you wear the little wait you don't wear like a vicar thing do you referees i suddenly for some reason i've got referees confused with vickers then what are you talking about (laughs) they wore little white things no they just wear but you wear black and white we just wear a kit do you ever wear the kit has anyone ever no no it's work Um, right do you carry yellow cards around just for no (laughs) if someone gets your order wrong in a you yeah yellow card them I don't think they'd know what was going on. with <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> In terms of other footballers, every bit, I know Rio Ferdinand's been doing this whole big PR push about being an ally. But are all players ready to be
0: allies or are some of them not? I think the majority are. I think some people struggle, um, especially if they have maybe religious views, which can sometimes conflict with what they think about uh, around sexuality. Mm. Um, but I think in the, in the vein, most people are good people. And, and, and within football, especially, most people will be allies. You know, I think what's been evidenced from things um, like where players were taking the knee against racism, you know, yeah. it, was very, it was great to see. And I think we'll see something similar, not necessarily taking the knee, but we'll see that support for Jake from other players. And we We've already had that, you know, Harry Kane and other players who have come out in public said, you know, it's fantastic, you know, where we are. So, you know, hopefully the future's bright in rainbows. How long until the Premier League player comes out? Well, who knows? Again, it could be potentially a younger player, someone who's had a different life experience growing up, you know, school and, and things like that. I don't know. It's not about numbers. It's not about people. It's not about the Premier League. I think it's got to be right for the individual to, to come out. And again, it, it is this sort of like holy grail of... You know, when is a Premier League player going to come out? You know, Jake sits in the Championship, which is one level below um, the Premier League. If they get promoted next season, get into the Premier League, there's your out Premier League player. You know, it's. I I think we will see it. And I think hopefully, you know, it's a catalyst for more players and not just players. It could be match officials. It could be managers. You know, we have seen more and more people since Jake um, has come out say, you know, actually... I'm gay and I I like football and I go to football and things. So that's, you know, we're already starting to see positive changes in in the sport. So it could be just a matter of time. It could be next season. It could be five seasons. You know, we just don't know. Ah, mm, the first taste
1: of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
0: Are you going to go to Qatar? Because you went to Russia, right? I probably would. Um, There's two camps of thought with Qatar. One is, you know, it shouldn't be taking place. It's absolutely horrendous. The other thought is by taking the World Cup there and taking LGBT matters, you get the conversation on, you know, you're you're able to use sport as a conversation starter around some of these things like human rights and LGBT. I certainly sit on that side of the fence where ideally I wouldn't have said it was a great place to go and take the World Cup and... (laughs) Now that FIFA and UEFA have changed their policies around how they nominate countries and they've got their own sort of standards when it comes to equality and they, you know, countries have to basically align to their values, we won't see that in the future. You know, the fact that we're going, we need to use the opportunity as much as we can to open dialogue with countries. We've got to be careful not to force, and I say this carefully, Western values because I think that's very pushy. I think what we can do is, again, take people on that journey, take the country on the journey and start those little conversations, those, those little droplets of water that ends up as a big pool and then eventually, you know, a big pond. And that's that's where we want to get to. I, I find that funny that you say Western values, like quote
1: unquote, because it's not really Western values. Like it's just human rights, but it they is. would call it that, right?
0: And that's why I use Western values because they see it as a Western value. And I suppose you've got to use their language to so understand. but yeah ultimately it is a it is equality you know and if it's not lgbt it could be it could be gender it could be religion and so even just
1: workers rights i mean loads of them just died building stadiums and shit it's so awful and
0: women's rights i mean there's a long list of people that need help and if you're taking sport to countries where you're gonna have these openly out supporters or potentially players or referees or managers whoever it may be that's how you start the conversations. Because if we wasn't going, we wouldn't be talking about it. You know, Qatar would just continue on its merry old way, you know, with, with little influence or little change. Actually, by taking the World Cup, you don't know what lasting impact that could
1: have, actually. I do agree with you. I think we're ready to cancel countries and cancel people. But actually, by not going, I think we are doing more damage because by going, you can open a conversation. So, yeah, my mind's been changed a bit on that. You're almost like an ambassador for LGBTQ plus people by Going to that country, yeah, and you've got and to you're remember, protected yeah. by the FA and other things. So
0: hopefully, if you were to go, you can make a small change. Yeah, I think just having the conversation. If if, if there's no conversation to have, then you know you're you stuck from from the outset. But I think by literally just getting people around a table and start the conversations, and it could take years, but actually to have that conversation is invaluable. Do you feel safe heading there? I think I would. Yeah. But I'm I'm very fortunate because if I was going, I'd probably be doing it for for a reason. So for example, if it was around LGBTQ plus, I'd probably be going with a company or, or with with football. So yeah, I probably would feel safe, and I felt very safe in Russia.
1: Do you feel safe? I don't know if I feel safe at a football match. So it's interesting that you asked that question because it just in general, like feeling safe in a homophobic country. But then also feeling safe in a football stand. I don't know if I would feel
0: safe there. Interesting. I uh, travelled on the train the other day, as I do, and um, <laughs> there were football fans. And actually, they can get really, really rowdy. And it's yeah. and it's good fun. But I must
1: admit... <laughs> oh, oh, it is? <laughs> well,
0: you know, they're, they're, they're having a great time. You know, they're, they're, they're coming to support their team and stuff. Right. But, but even for me, I would say even as a football referee, I don't necessarily... When I say feel safe, it just feels that it's a very intimidating and intense atmosphere, you know, it's not always accepting necessary of others, but it is changing. You know, we are seeing rainbow flags flown above Premier League and Football League clubs, you know, LGBT fan groups uh, within, you know, within the stadiums They, you know, they have their bit in the stadium, you know, it, it is changing, but it can be very daunting to go to football. And it, for me, even going as a spectator, it can be very daunting, just the sort of huge numbers. I was at the FA Cup final the other day and I got off the, the tube at Wembley and I was like, oh my God, there's thousands and thousands of people all walking up this one street. You know, you just couldn't move. But once you're inside and you've got that, you you know, you've got that atmosphere and you've got that passion, and that's what it is, it's passion. You know, it's a real big buzz terrifying
1: <laughs> uh i used to go to charlton as a kid and it felt very confusing as like mm. a very young gay boy because everyone was like hugging and getting very touchy but yeah it's very manly and laddie, and everyone's eating like, pork pies and mask, drinking. For mask but then recently Romance. i noticed outside the stadium they had uh like a rainbow crossing and it had charlton athletics logo on it yeah and i was like oh my god how nice is that yeah. i sent this to my dad and i was like look your football club is like being gay <laughs> and he was really touched by it too but it meant a lot i suppose because it definitely not felt like a welcoming space for me ever so to know that actually if i wanted to go back even if certain
0: fans don't want me there that the club do yeah and I, but fans are changing and it's not all fans you know i don't want to tie everyone with the same brush yeah it's not all fans but unfortunately when you have a bad experience it's always those small few That caused you to have that bad experience. So actually, probably in the main, everybody is is really good, decent individuals who you know go to work every day and have families and children. But it's I think it's hard in football for spectators when I don't know whether they leave their brain outside, but when they walk (laughs) through when they walk through that turnstile, it's like they're in a different world. And this is where football's got to change. It's got to represent society within the ground. It's not a different world. You know the same laws, the same equality. Everything you do as a normal human being doesn't change when you walk through when you walk through that turnstile. And I think that's the bit where we need to get people to change is to realise themselves, hang on a minute, aren't you a father, a mother, whatever you may be? You have children. Would you say that to your child? You know, I've been in a, at games where the language of coming out of someone's mouth is absolutely, and I won't repeat it on the show, <laughs> atrocious. And there's a kid standing right next to him. Probably yeah. their son, daughter, yeah, yeah. and you think: Does your partner, wife, husband know what you do at football? And I, I always think that should be a slogan: Does your partner know what you're saying at football? Yeah, because you you wouldn't have that at a concert, would you? You wouldn't have you wouldn't have people screaming at each other. No, and, and people get the passion, and this is where where we've got to work better with clubs, we've got to work better with supporters, and the key stakeholders, like the FA, the Premier League, FIFA, and UEFA, they have to decide what their values are, and then they have to stick to those values, and they need to make everybody aware what their values are, and if people don't align to their values, you show them the door. Or the red card. Hey, Where has football gone so wrong, and why is it football that has such a problem and not rugby or hockey? It's just gone ungoverned. It's run away with itself a little bit. And now we're trying to rein it back in. And I think I think other sports have kept you know, a tight grip on where the direction they want to go. However, to challenge your theory, when we look at other sports, you know, Wimbledon, rugby, name me an openly out gay professional in those sports. Well,
1: you're asking the wrong people.
0: But when you challenge people, when they talk about football being this, you know, we must have people come out before. Yeah. I'm like hang on a minute i guess it's
1: not even just the coming out but it's more like the fan culture perhaps i mean you do see people getting trashed at wimbledon but in quite a different way you mean with champagne and strawberries
0: right yeah, yeah. so it's different the culture behind but that it's the same people it's the same people going to these events typically that will go to football and this is what i'm saying where people walk through that turnstile in a football stadium i don't know whether there's a, something in the air yeah but they do seem to lose their manners and their politeness when they come in but i think it's probably because it's gone ungoverned as in the direction it's it's. taken, and it's only now in the last few years has football started to stand up and be counted you know we only have to look at the euros with the whole issue around the rainbow laces and the the captain's armband and whether you know it was a political message and could it be worn and you know UEFA really fucked up their PR around it, you know, I don't know who was advising them on their media, but they really did not make many fans uh, around it, you know, and and it was great to see countries light up against homophobia within the sport. So yeah, so it's, it's gone unchecked, you know, and it it has got a bit feral and it's and, and we are trying to rein it back in. And I think we will see changes in sport and football, but it's just a big It's a big thing to wield. It's not just within this country. You know, football is, is played all over the world. You know, you put a ball on the floor, somebody who's never watched a football game, you know, a small child will kick it. For whatever reason, they will kick it. And so sport has got the power to drive change in other countries. And we talked about Qatar earlier. You know, sport opens so many doors the money that's invested in it you know the TV the, the sponsorship there's so much involved in sport that it actually can drive change probably quicker sometimes than governments can that's where football needs to get to it needs to realise the power that it actually wields but first it's got to it's got to agree within its own community what values it wants and it's got to stick to those values
1: two unlikely friends take on the world when you watch um, referees and they they put the yellow card up the players always swear at them don't they there's always like a level of like there's normally a comment yeah so have you ever
0: received homophobic comments in that scenario or not no, never. Wow. When I was younger and refereeing and I was coming through the system, you know, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, local park football, I would often hear homophobic comments or slurs directed at players. So, for example, there would be a challenge, player would go down and, you know, player would say, stand over and get up, you faggot. And that was as I was coming through the system, I was a lot younger. And I was, you know, I've said this before, if it was now, I would deal with it completely differently. But as a young referee who wasn't out myself you sort of close your ears and you pretend you, didn't, you right. didn't hear it you know i look back on that and i'm a little bit upset with myself but then i would say times have changed you know and people wouldn't allow that language now but it was so common you know faggot was a was a queer it was a common word where people would use as a slur not because that person was necessarily lgbtq plus but just because they felt it was a comment that was derogatory and yeah. something that can hurt what would you do now what would I do now? They would have a red card. They would go... <gasps> you can get a red card for that? Yeah, of course you can. Oh, my God. That's where we are. You know, you, you no longer use the N-word. And you'd get a red card for that, too? Yeah, because it's... What it, if they called you a dickhead? Well, you'd probably just tell them that it's a naughty word. No. Yellow, yellow card? Uh, no, you probably... It depends. When you referee, it's very easy to referee with a rule book under your arm. Okay? The, the art of refereeing is, is game management and man management. You know, it's bringing someone in. It's having a chat. It's using that stepped process. But there's certain elements where the laws dictate certain, certain things. So, for example, discriminatory language. If it's directed clearly at a player or it's, or it's said, then, you know, you would, depending on what was said, you would probably remove that player from, from the game. But there is, I mean, there is industrial language used in the game all the time. Sometimes it's how people just speak. Sometimes it is directed at you and you just sort of have to calm the situation. You have to calm them down. But again, it all depends how the context, the manner, what's going on at the time and then how you deal with it afterwards wow this has been such an interesting yeah chat, yeah yeah
1: I've loved it so much And so I when don't... are you coming to football uh, when are we going to football Dan do you ever Great. do
0: Birmingham City uh, I haven't done Birmingham City actually
1: oh no alright well thanks so much for joining us and uh, we'll get you back on when the, the next uh, football player comes out <laughs> which hopefully won't be that long maybe next season maybe we'll find out find us on your socials at gay non-gay listen at gaynongay.com or just search non-gay at your fave pod app